Well, I did something this week apparently no 35-year-old man or older should do. I joined a soccer league on a whim. I just got done playing my first game with them. I thought I was going to get like a couple weeks after I signed up to get in shape, to start picking up my running. But uh, no, the games started like two days after I signed up. And my team didn't have... They only had one sub, and I didn't get a sub. I didn't get subbed out at all in the game. And I am dead. My, I fell down once on the field just from my quads hurting so bad in the game. Usually, you don't get sore till after the game. I was out of shape. I'm just, oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm not in soccer shape. That's for sure. My back's hurting now. I'm, like, seizing up. I'm... So if I seem a little loopy, I'm not doing drugs. Don't worry. I'm not, you know, I didn't fall off any wagons. I didn't take up any bad habits. I'm just a little loopy because I am, my body is just about to shut down. It's not like the old days where you could just, you know, pick it up and go play any sport you want to do. You really got to work up to it nowadays in your 30s. It's a very, very sobering thought. But let me tell you, I am excited about this show because of... The billionaire making a power move to get Jack Dorsey out of the CEO position of Twitter. Wow. That is a great story. I can't wait to talk about it. Welcome to How to Build a Tent. We're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put in HGBT in the Mount Field. You'll get a sweet mug. You'll get tons of other great benefits. You get $100 off our conference coming up, which is a huge bonus. It pays for itself, basically. So go over there to flfnetwork.com. You can email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. You can find me on all the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love uh, to, you know, get your feedback, what is going on in your life, how you're using, you know, what we talk about to be successful, what you agree with, what you disagree with, what you're thinking about doing for your 250, making 250. That's my goal this year of getting 250 of you individuals or family members to start a business and simply make $250 of revenue a month. The modest goal just to get you into the rhythm and get you into the emotions and understanding all the different things that go into business. I was thinking about this the other day. <clears throat> I was thinking more about how I want you guys to think of yourself more as a business when you're um, talking with and negotiating with your employers as an individual. And it, we don't think of that. We don't think that way. And I think uh, it's into the employer's favor oftentimes because for some reason, when you um, are an employee of a company, they can give you more work and you don't get more pay automatically. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But if you are a vendor for a company and they give you more work, well, you get paid more. Why is there why is there any difference? Well, well they're your employee. They don't own you. And so I think that it is imperative that we as employees of companies start thinking of ourselves more as a business just for that simple mind shift by itself. Well, oh, okay. Well, my job description was this and you're adding these things onto my job description. Well, I think I should be compensated for this this amount. Oh, you're not being a team player. Oh, you're you're not doing what it takes to get ahead. Maybe, but why does it not work that way with your employee 
or your employer in your contractual relationships, but it works like that in every other business to business. I guarantee you that other companies aren't just taking on more and more work for free. Nope, they renegotiate the contracts, they get more money, or it's in the contracts already. When there's more work, you get paid more. It's a very strange thing. But anyways, I was like building off of that kind of thought. And I think that we should be thinking more of ourselves as a business. Not that we are solely a business, but even like our families. Because you think about it. All the things that you do in a business, you should be doing as a family. You should be doing as an individual. You need to market yourself to get a job. So you have a resume, you have LinkedIn updated, you have your social media accounts hopefully locked down. We're not saying anything too crazy where you're not going to get fired because, yeah, you know they check, right? So you have your marketing, you have your finances, you have to budget your own bank account. You have to budget your own bank account. You have a legal department, you get speeding tickets, you go to court, you are constantly trying to live within under the law, right? So you have a legal department, you have operations, you you feed yourself, you go to work, you have logistics, you manage your car, your gas, all of these things. A business is no different. And I was thinking that if we would just give ourselves credit, a pat on the back, that we're pretty much running an organization already. Family, you are an organization, right? Technically. An organization, two or more people with a common purpose. Hopefully your family has a common purpose. That's a key I've noticed to have a very healthy, successful relationship and a successful family as you guys are going towards a goal together. But think about that. And if you would just start considering that about yourself, giving yourself credit, well, then maybe starting a business wouldn't be so intimidating because you already do all of the things It's just going to be applied to something else now. It's more than just yourself. It's more than just your own skills. And maybe that will help kind of get people more comfortable with business. I hope it does. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you about that. Alrighty. A billionaire. I haven't even really thoroughly read this article. I read the first few paragraphs. and I want to read this with you because it's so exciting. Billionaire Republican buys major Twitter stake. May oust CEO amid GOP concerns of bias, report says. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Because Marcus and I have gone back and forth on this. And we've talked about it. We've had shows about it. We've tweeted about it. Where Marcus thinks that we need to build our own social media sites. And I say, okay, maybe. And if you can, go for it. But it's really hard. And there's already lots out there you've never even heard of. Because a lot of people are trying to duplicate the success of the Facebooks, the LinkedIn's, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the Snapchats. There's way more than that. And we were just talking about it and we know that a play needs to be run. And Marcus was saying that that would be one. But here's one that's even bigger. Not to say that, oh, Marcus is wrong or I was wrong or whatever. It doesn't matter. But we never even were thinking about this. I didn't even know there was a Republican who was thinking this way with the kind of resources to do it. A billionaire Republican, I'm reading from Fox News now, mega donor. Mega donors are like the people that can get things done because of how much money they give people. Yeah, that's the, so he's, he's a he's loaded. He's purchased a sizable quote unquote stake in Twitter and plans to push 
plans to push to out. That's weird. To oust. You should just say and to oust CEO. He plans to oust CEO Jack Dorsey. Maybe I should have read this before anyways. Among other changes, according to a new report, raising the prospect of a shocking election year shakeup of the social media platform that conservatives have long accused of overt left-wing political bias. Like, are you kidding me? Of course. Just look at all the blue check marks. Who has them and who doesn't? And, you know, it's just like evidence right there. Paul Singer Elliott Management Corp. has already nominated four directors to Twitter's board, Bloomberg News reported. Citing several sources familiar with the arrangement, the outlet, the outlet noted that the unlike other prominent tech CEOs, Dorsey didn't have voting control over Twitter because the company had just one class of stock. And he has long been a target for removal given Twitter's struggling user growth numbers and stock performance. All right. So usually there are different classes of stock which gives voting rights and takes voting rights away. And apparently Twitter doesn't have that. So what has been happening is Paul, Paul Singer Elliott has nominated four directors. And he is able to do that because he has acquired so much stock in Twitter. Now, again, stock isn't just a place to put your money and you get to invest in. Oftentimes, it comes with voting rights. And the more stock you have, the more say-so you have in the company. This happens all the time. But what this guy's doing is he's running a play. And Finally, Republicans using their money, using their success, just like we talk about on the show, to do something to influence culture and politics. Now, Jack Dorsey is susceptible for a number of reasons. One, the only reason Twitter exists today is because Donald Trump. Remember, before he was elected, Twitter was struggling. They, their stock was tanking. No one was on it anymore. No one found any relevance to it. But since Trump was tweeting and had his own channel, all the news organizations were on it, which means all the political junkies were on it, which means eventually Christian Twitter got on it, and all these other people that are interested in politics are on Twitter because the president is. So what he is able to do with the amount of stock that he has, it's undisclosed apparently, apparently it's sizable, which it is if you can put four board members on this so you elect board members based on sh the shareholders, elect board members. The board members can vote and replace the CEO. The board members don't just decide how much money and what their packages are, their bonus packages, but they can remove the CEO. And apparently that's what he's doing. Boom! There goes Jack Dorsey. And I cannot be more excited about it. Obviously, he's being pretty successful. He's got four directors, board of directors on there. On the, He's got four directors on the board. That's how you should say it. Isn't that amazing? Oh, gosh. We need more people like this. And that is why this show is important. And that not even just the show, but this mindset. And even if you don't watch the show, listen to this show, be talking to people about just the mindset of needing to be successful so that we can run plays like this. This is incredible. This is great. Usually we only see this from the left. Usually we only see this from the left. So I'm really excited about this. All right, let's take a break. Talk about Kingsman Grooming products. Go to kingsmangroomingpros.com. They have hair products, gift sets, beard oil bombs, packages like you can see over here, leather wallets, belts, 
I have it all over my face. It is fantastic. It is great quality products. I was already using this stuff, but then I heard about Kingsman grooming products. They're high quality products. They're they're like natural and all that good stuff. And I tried it and they were fantastic. And it's a Christian company. And you get 10% off when you use HTBT at checkout. 10% off high quality products you already use and you support a Christian company. Why have you not gone out and got some Kingsman grooming products? Go to kingsmangroomingpros.com, put HTBT when you check out, you get the 10% off, you get a discount for high quality products and support a Christian company. It's a win, win, win. So go over there, support them and support us on the show as you support our sponsors, kingsmangroomingpros.com. Go over there, do it. Now, I want to have a little heart-to-heart to you guys. And I like to do this because I think it's important for me not to just put out a front and pretend like everything's perfect and everything, you know, is I, I have all the answers and I have all the solutions and I'm a perfect Christian. And no one should ever doubt me. No one should ever question my motives or anything I say. No, that's not me. Excuse me. Still got the sniffles. I don't understand. This thing has been just lingering on me. If you want to pray for me to get better, I'd appreciate that. So you don't have to hear me sniffle anymore. I, I was just, and God had just like spoke to me and it was just so profound for me. And I know, I oh my God, the reformed people are like, oh my gosh, I spoke to you. Jesus, God spoke to you. I don't know how you want to say it. Whatever you want to say. I was thinking about a verse that I read and the Holy Spirit did something to make me really think about it and convict me. However you want to frame that. Knock yourself out. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Now, I have always taken that to mean, okay, I'm going to have faith that God, you're going to get me to a place someday where I can relax, where it's going to be easy, where I'm going to have, you know, my investments all squared away, my house squared away. My relationship squared away. My business is squared away. And everything's just going to r- run smoothly because I had faith to get me to that place where I don't need faith anymore. Do you do that too? And I just thought, I mean, my mind is blown. I've been thinking ju- the just shall live by faith so that I can get the things that I want and get to the place I need to get to the place I feel great where I feel like I'm a good Christian, where I think things are firing on all cylinders, and then I don't need faith anymore because everything's perfect. And obviously, you think about that, and you're like, oh, obviously, life's not going to be perfect here. Obviously, there's going to be hard times. But maybe you were like me, where it's still you still thought that way, even though you would like speak it, and if you were talking to someone about it, like audibly say, like, obviously, everything's going to be great. But I've been living in a lot of different areas of my life where... I'm thinking, okay, God, I'm being faithful right now. So you need to come through and get me that six-figure job or, you know, get me that huge board seat or get me that huge, you know, deal that I've been working on, whatever it is. And then I'll be set. And then I don't really have to be faithful anymore because I have it all taken care of. Do you do that? And my mind is just like, because... I'm trying, uh, the just shall live by faith, like continually, not the just will live by faith in the beginning and then that faith will be rewarded and then God will get you everything you want and then everything will be cool. No, the just will live by faith. Present tense. 
And that was kind of just honestly a relief because I need to realize, and I did realize, however you want to say that, that I needed to stop trying to struggle to get to a place where I didn't need faith anymore. And whatever it is, I mean, it's finances, it's relationships, it's, you know, your your legacy, it's your family, it's anything that you are trying to get to a place where you don't need God anymore. And like, obviously, like, oh my gosh, that's so hard. Like, nah, what are you talking about? You Christian, you're trying to get to a place where you don't need God anymore. Like, obviously, I don't mean that from a theological perspective or a, even like a intellectual perspective. I know I always need God, but I want that feeling. I want that security where I don't need to trust God anymore because it's all working out. But no, the just shall live by faith. And that was such a, just a, one of those moments where you get it and just more of those weights of sin just come off of you. It's such a beautiful thing. And it was just so peace. It just gave me so much peace. It's just like, Hey, okay. I need to stop trying to get to a place where I don't need faith anymore, where I need to stop getting to a place where I don't live by faith because the just live by faith, not once live by faith till they get to a place. And that was just so, so beautiful for me. I absolutely loved it. So I just wanted to share that with you, not just so that you can see my vulnerable side, which is, you know, I think it's important. I don't want to be someone that's, idolized, put on a pedestal, like I have it all figured out. I definitely don't. And I don't want to pretend like that with you guys. Um, But, and then also I hope if maybe you've been not really noticing that you've been living that way, maybe you can pray about it and take it to God and ask him to show you where you can change and where you can just accept that this life, that you don't want to leave that spot. You want to continually live by faith no matter the circumstances, good or bad. And just accept that's where we're supposed to be, living by faith, no matter the good or the bad. You know, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That great, great football verse that's taken out of context. What is he saying? He's saying, live contently. In much I learned to be content, with nothing I've learned to be content. Of course, I'm butchering it. That's not exactly what it's saying, but that's the point. We We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. When we have everything and when we have nothing. And it, both times, we need to live by faith. Oh, and it's so beautiful. I hope you had a good weekend. I hope you have a great Monday. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.